You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. So, a goofy move. If you've never seen it, let me, it's a very simple premise. Um, it's, first of all, it's about a kid who's embarrassed by his dad. Has anybody ever been there before? Anybody ever been embarrassed by your dad? Of course you have. You've been embarrassed by your dad. We all have. I, 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 like sometimes it's not even like what your dad is doing is embarrassing. It's just the fact that, what you're, that it's your dad doing it. That, that makes it embarrassing, right? It's just part of being a dad is, is being embarrassing, I think. Um, and so like we get embarrassed by kids. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I've been embarrassed by my dad before, right? <laughs> I've been not afraid to say it. It's got our tense. What are your tense about that? I've, I've been embarrassed before. There was one time when I was, specifically, when I was uh, 15 years old, um, I just moved to, uh, to, to, we just moved to Enterprise, and uh, my dad, uh, for my 15th birthday, he took me and a couple of my friends to, to eat Chinese food and to go to the mall in Dothan, which was about 30 minutes away. And so we had to drive over there, we had the time at the, the Chinese restaurant, and then he, came, he was going to take us over to the mall and drop us off, or I don't know if he was going in or what. But we're driving over, and my friends start saying, hey, your dad's pretty cool. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what? And he said, your dad's pretty cool. He can just go with us if he wants. But no. No, he can't. He can't go in the mall with us and walk around with us. That's No, he's not going to do that. Like, like, like it does, just the fact that he's, that, that'd be an embarrassment, right? We all had those moments, like, like where it's just an embarrassment uh, just to be around your dad. And we've all, we've all been there. Um, so, uh, but also, it's not just a movie about, about a kid that's embarrassed by his dad, but it's also about a dad that's worried about his kid. And if uh, you're a, a parent, then you know how that is, is to be worried about your kids. And I think uh, growing up, watch, or, you know, grow, watching this movie over the years, you know, when I was younger, I always would look at Max and be like, man, Goofy needs to just leave him alone. Like he's just let him do his thing. And like he's ruining his summer vacation type thing, trying to do this. And then, and now as an adult watching it, I watch, like, man, Max is so lucky to have a dad that loves him so much. And, uh, and it's just weird how that flips like that. And uh, really the whole conflict of the movie is because of these two things about being embarrassed by your dad and, and the dad being so worried about his kid, that they're such in conflict with each other. You know, and, and so that's why I just think it's, more, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a movie that's, that's built up a lot of steam over the last 30 years or so. Um, so encourage you, if you haven't seen it, sit down with your kids and, and check it out. It's, it's a fun one. Um, but I, 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 uh, over, I, I've worked with talking about worrying about your kids and that kind of thing. I've uh, worked with teenagers a lot uh, when I uh, first got out of high school, I became a youth worker almost immediately in our youth group as soon as they would let me. And then I did an internship at a church in Atlanta and worked with teenagers there. And then uh, was a youth pastor at a church out in Texas for a little while and then came here and worked with teenagers at, a, at another church in this area. And all that time, over like 20 years or so, I was, I was seeing these kids and I was noticing there was two different kinds of kids. And early on, it was just like, there's some kids that I really like that are fun to be around. And there's some kids that are not so fun to be around, <laughs> you know? But as I, I began to notice what it was, and I began to notice that some kids got it and some kids didn't, right? Some kids, kids were excited about being there at church and about Jesus and those kind of things. And some were, were just there because it was something to do. 
uh, because they were being made to be there, right? And then, uh, and some, some these, these kids weren't in trouble every five seconds, and, and some were in trouble a lot and constantly being, you know, grounded or whatever. Um, and, and some kids thought about others. They were thinking about what other people were, you know, how their actions affected others. They were being influencers, not being influenced by people around them. And I began to notice, and it began, began to dawn on me that it's just not that some kids are this way, some, but it's, it's it, they're a product of their, their parents, their parenting, their fathers and their mothers that raised them. And so I, when I, you know, realized I was getting married and I began to say, you know, I want to know, and I'm going to raise a family. I want to know what it is. And so I would, I would talk to these parents and I would, I would always talk to them. And when I saw these kids that were doing a really good job, I would wonder like, what is it that got them there? And so I tried to become a student of, of good parents. And I've always try to pick people's brains. And I've always had, I've had people that I've asked, like, how did, what did you do different? And they've just like scratched their heads. They're not really sure what, what it is they did. Or they've just, you know, said, well, we just, you know, we just trusted God. And like, no, there's, there's got to be something going on. And so I encourage you to be a, be a student of good parents. And I always have. And so I wanted today to look at two parents that I think are pretty good. Two, two fathers that are pretty great. Number one, I want to look at Goofy. Okay. Because that's what we're doing apparently with these movies. Okay. But number two, on the more spiritual side of it, we'll look at Noah. Noah, and I think we all kind of know that story about Noah and the ark and those kind of things. Um, I think that the, the connecting thing here, makes sure that's completely different. But both of these fathers were determined to do whatever it took to save their family from destruction and steer them toward their destiny. They were both determined to do that. And so I think that's, that's a mark of a great father is that, that you're determined to do whatever it takes to save your family from destruction, steer, steer them toward uh, their destiny. Um, and the first thing I really see that, that really links them, though, is that, they, that Goofy and Noah were, uh, were products of a life-changing relationship. Uh, uh, Goofy, he lays out the, the, the uh, fishing trip, and he says, this is, he says, this is a trip that's been handed down goof to goof to goof. And... He's, you're saying that this isn't something that he he'd done as a kid and had, he had gone on this this journey and it had changed his life and now he wanted to share it with his son he went, and we all had those things things that happened in our youth that we want to pass on to our kids because they they affected us right we have those things um but noah also he had a relationship and and not with he, he, he did have a relationship with his father. If you go and read just in Genesis chapter 5, right before we get to Noah, I mean, it just lists all kinds of people that, that Noah descended from. It's just from goof to goof to goof, you know, kind of thing. Um, but then it gets to Genesis chapter 6, and it, six, and it talks about Noah. And it, in verse 9, this is how it describes Noah. It says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. He's a good guy. He's a standout kind of guy. Why? Noah walked with God. He had a relationship that changed his life. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so, so he has this relationship that's changed his life, and he's seen it. He has this relationship with God, and he's seen it modeled there. And it's easier to do something when you've seen it modeled for you. Do you know this? It's easier to, to do things when you've seen it modeled. And so, so uh, you know, you may say, well, you know, I didn't have a great relationship with my dad growing up, or maybe my dad didn't set a great example, and I want to do some things different, that's okay. Because you know what? You, if you have a relationship with God, that can be your model. And it's not just like that's a backup. I mean, that's the best model we've got. That's the best model we have for how we relate to our kids, how we, how we 
be a father properly is, is that relationship that we have with God. And so uh, let, that, let that love be the model. There's all these models today, and I think uh, parents have always kind of been like, well, you know, I do things this way, and they do things this way, and, you know, compare and contrast kind of stuff. And I feel like with the rise of social media, it's been, you know, people posting things, you know, kind of, kind of just like, just saying this is what we do at our house kind of thing. And it's just all this, and people start yang-yang in the comments, you know, just well, like they do. That's what social media is. And start saying, well, no, it's this, this, this way, it's that way, I, I do it this way, it's better, whatever. And like, like look, look, kids are different, right? And, and we do things different. We're all trying to figure this out. And there's lots of models out there. And I think, the, like I said, the best model we've got is God. Let's, let's go with that. Because I feel like, I feel like uh, we get it wrong if we do it other ways. Um, this movie, even, there's, there's some things in it I figure are good. But there's, there's this one scene that's always bothered me. Even when I was, a, 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 I was like 12, I think, when this movie came out. So uh, I remember even seeing it then and being like, what? Like, like is, that, is that how it is? And um, it's where Goofy is talking to another dad. And he says, you know, maybe Max isn't all the things that you think a son should be, but he loves me. And then Pete, his, his, his friend, says, hey, my son respects me. And, and you know, even then it's like, it sounds like it's an either or. Like it's either they respect you or they love you. It can't, like, it, it, and I, I knew that that wasn't an either or because I had seen it modeled in my own father, in our relationship, is that I felt like, you know, I love and respect my dad. Not all the time, <laughs> but, but for the most part, I loved and respect. I said, you can get both. Like you don't have to settle for one or the other. Why is that? And I think it's because if you follow not the patterns of this world, but the patterns that God has laid out for us, then you can get both. Um, I see this even in Scripture, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, where Paul instructs, uh, instructs uh, fathers. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. And so you think that would jump and say, so be real sweet to them. You know, just be, play, play with kids' gloves, kind of, you know, keep them really, you know, love, them on, love on them and that kind of thing. But that's not what it says. It says, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So it's both. It's both, right? It's not an either or because you've got God in your corner. It may seem impossible, but you've got God with you. And so all things are possible and you can get both. You, if, if they truly love you the way, the way God loves you, right? If you, if you try to love them the way God loves you and they see that and they respond with that love back towards you, then you can get both. You can get both. Um, so the love and respect. Um, so here, but so what we got, what we model is important for them, right? Um, so what are you modeling today? Uh, what what you model today will determine who they become tomorrow. Um, that's why it's so important. And so what are you modeling for them? You know, think about it. What is, what is it that you're modeling for your kids, dads, moms? What are you modeling for your kids? Not, we we go straight to the big things, you know, self discipline. And, and how we handle money or, or uh, our you know, church or those kind of, we think about those things, but think about the smaller things, all right? What about when you get mad? What do you model for them in those moments? Well, or when you're scheduling your time, how, what are you modeling for them there? Or um, your relationship with your wife, your, your spouse, what, what are you modeling for your kids? What are you modeling for them when, when, uh, when you're wrong, when someone wrongs you? What is what is your model? What are you showing them about, about how you react to that? And what about when you mess up, when you, you get it wrong? Or, you know, what are you modeling there? You know, so what we model, it, that may seem like such a small thing, 
but they add up to a big picture. And so, so, and again, what we're modeling today will determine who they become tomorrow. And so if we're going to get there to tomorrow, to that place, we got to have a plan. We can't just go at this and hope for the best. Cross our fingers, because this is important. Um, Goofy had the roadmap. He had it planned out. He knew everywhere they were stopping. He knew all the, the pit stops. He knew the he knew the, the places to stop to camp. He knew, he knew about Lester's Possum Park. He, he knew every place that they were going to stop along the right way to get there. And, uh, and Noah had a plan, too. Noah had uh, a blueprint. In Genesis chapter 6, God tells him some, some specific things about the, uh, how the ark was to be built. And he says, make yourself an ark of cypress wood. This is how you're to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it. It, it goes into lots more detail there about this, this specific way that he was going to save his family. And it's very detailed because a plan to save your family needs to be detailed. Um, it needs to be specific. Um, and uh, there's this book I've been reading. I'm reading through it right now. It's called The Intentional Father. It's called A Practical Guide to Raise Sons of Courage and Character. But he, John Tyson is the author of this. He says in it like it, it's not just for fathers. If you're, a, if you're a single mom, if you're raising daughters, it could be implied there too. But his oldest son, his oldest child was a son, so he wrote it about that. And it's, it's, not, a, it's not a book. It's not like something you just read. It's like a workbook. It's like helping you. It's not a plan. It's helping you put together a plan. And so I really encourage you. I'm reading through it and working through it right now. It's taking some time to actually get through it and do the things that it's, it's asking of me. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a challenge. It's not for the faint of heart, but I linked it in the sermon notes. If you want to look at it, it's like 12 bucks. Uh, definitely check it out. But in the book, he outlines, spoiler alert if you did buy the book, five fathers, five types of fathers. And um, here, the, here are those five. There's, number one is he talks about there's the irresponsible father. And that's the father that uh, doesn't exist to, as far as the kid knows, or might as well not, that doesn't know the kid uh, and the kid doesn't know, really know him. They may know his name, may, have, may show up every now and then, but he's an irresponsible father. Uh, the second is the ignorant father. It's the father that, that is kind of part of his life, but, but they're, they're not really uh, doing anything of consequence in, in, in the, their kids' lives. They're, they're not thinking about things. They're just, they're just going at it, and they're not, really, they're not really concerned about really how, how things turn out. The third is the inconsistent father. This is a father that wants to do something great in his kid's life, but there's other things that keep pulling him away. There's other ambitions, other things in his life that keep holding him back from being the, the great father that he wants to be. And so you see a lot of, uh, of, of flip, like times where he's like trying to make up things and that kind of thing. And, and it's not bad to have ambitions. It's not bad to have things that, that you're working towards in life, but when they prevent you from being the kind of father you need to be, that's the problem. It's the fourth kind, and this is uh, is the involved father. And I kind of read this one, and I was thinking, like, that sounds like a pretty good dad. It's, it's a dad that, that's involved. He shows up. He's there every time he can be for the kid. He's there at all the Little League games. He's cheering them on from the sidelines. He's, he's put the filters on everything, right? He's, he's, uh, he's doing all the things he's supposed to do, but he's just involved, and he doesn't have a clear plan. And uh, John Tyson uh, described him like this. He said, he never seeks to understand specifically who his children are, and why God gave them to him. And so it's almost there, but you're missing just a little bit of something. And that, that thing is that being that intentional father. Because the intentional father sees that, that their, their role as father is, uh, is, is part of their calling. 
It's part of who they are. And if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, then you have a calling on your life. There's something that God wants you to do with your life. Maybe a news break to you, but, um, but you do. And part of that, if you're a father, is being a great father to your kids. And seeing the, the kids in your life, the kids that God's given you, as, as on loan to you, and that, that you're going to stand before God one day, and, and like, this is some serious stuff here. That these kids uh, need help. There's all kinds of ways that, that we, we know. We see stories all the time of ways that life can go horribly different, horribly wrong, right? And so, so we need a clear plan if we're going to guide them through this correctly, if we're going to help them get through it and figure this out. And, uh, and so you need a plan. Don't do this and just hope for the best. Be intentional. Put a plan together. Know what you're going after and go for it. And here's the thing is, is what, it, what you're going after isn't about fishing and it's not about sailing. Okay? Uh, it's not about like Goofy. What he was really doing is he was taking his kid to go fish, but it really wasn't about fishing. It was about the relationship they were building. At the end, spoiler alert, he, they don't go fishing. They go to the Powerline concert. That's where they end up. Is they go that, that's where they end up. But it's because it wasn't really about fishing. It was about the relationship that he wanted to build with his son. And uh, same way with Noah. Look, Noah building that big boat, that had very little to do with sailing. He wasn't taking his family on a cruise. That wasn't what this was about, right? This was about saving his family. So it, 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 sometimes in life, you know, we have these things that we, we do with our kids, and that's, that's great. Um, I was, and there are awesome opportunities to get closer to our kids, but, but that's what they're for, is they're to get closer to our kids. Let me show you this. Um, there's a little, yeah, here we go. We have different things, whatever they are. I don't know what your kid's into. I was talking to Kyle about this, and this is what got me to think about this. Uh, me and Kyle were talking about, he was talking about his girls are really into dance. He was talking about some uh, stuff he was reading from Andy Stanley about how just whatever they're into, get into it. Like if, if you know, oh, you know, if I want to push them into play football, but, but man, they're really into to art, you know, get into it with them and help them figure it out because you're going to get closer to them and build a relationship because as you, whatever that activity is, as you get better, I left a blank for you to fill it in. As you get, do that with your kid, you build a relationship with them. And as you build a relationship, you know what? You have more fun doing whatever that thing is. You may, you may hate baseball, but you, all of a sudden you've built that relationship and gotten excited about it. And all of a sudden you're coaching little league, right? That's what happens. And so, so that, that's what happens with our kids, and we have these circles that do that, and that's powerful. We, even if you're not a parent, you've seen that with friends you have, and, and other relationships in your life. Um, but here's the thing is, is our, our, um, our relationship with our kids can take us to some crazy places, but I hope it ultimately takes us closer to God because God is the ultimate one of these things. Because you know what? Little League is only for a season, right? And you're out throughout the rest of the year. God's never out of season. Yeah? He's, he's never out of season. You don't outgrow him. You don't figure it all out. You don't learn it all. There's always a deeper place to go. There's always something else to learn. There's always a deeper. So if you make your relationship with God and your relationship with your kids tight together, then, then what, where can, what can you do together? I, I know this is, is a, a beautiful thing because I'm a product of this with my parents. And, uh, and so this is, one of the, this is a great thing, a great goal for you to not just, not just pray with your kids, but to teach them how to pray, right? Not just read the Bible to them, show them how to read it and figure it out, right? Show them how to, uh, to, 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 
not, not just go to church, but why do we go to church? Why are we here? You know, as we leave, like asking them questions, you know, how did you feel about that? You know, or if they're back in what you learn in kids' church today, be asking them those questions and talk to them and be building, building those relationships because it's never, never going to end. That circle is just going to keep going because God goes on forever. Uh, so my prayer for you today is may your relationships with your kids bring you closer to God and may your relationship with God bring you closer to your kids. This isn't just about dancing or little league whatever, right? This is about saving your family. This is about saving your family. In, in the movie, Max asks his dad, he says, why are you doing this to me? He's talking about taking me on this trip. And Goofy says, because I don't want you to end up in the electric chair. That's his, his you know, that's, that's how it is. With, you know, we ask our parents what they're doing. And they, like, what? You think I'm going to? They see things that we don't as kids. They, they saw things. And we do now as parents. And that's what we're doing. Um, and uh, and so so to be worried about your kids and is something that I, I feel like is something that's uh, important. And earlier I was talking about how I uh, how I saw these kids that were uh, that were uh, you know good kids, bad kids, and stuff growing up, and realizing they were products of their family. There was a uh, uh, one time I, I had some a certain youth group that I was working with, and I I thought you know. Some of these kids, I just know that their parents got it. They, they could help their kids too. And so I, I started a Sunday school class for parents on Sunday mornings. And I thought, this is going to be it. And I, I remember I got so excited, so pumped, opened up the door for this class, and people co start coming in. And it's all the kids, the kids' parents that are the good kids. You know what I'm saying? It's all the kids that are, that are doing things. I'm like, what's going on? Like, where are the parents that need to be here? And that's the thing. It's the parents that don't need to be here. They're not concerned. They're not worried. They're not worried about it. But the parents that, that want it, want to raise kids of character, they're, they're, they're thinking about it. They've got a plan. They've got things out. They're concerned. They're maybe a better word than worried. But it says in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, by faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. In reverent fear. And that, that word there, it just means to be cautious in reverence, in reverence to God. Like to, to understand that uh, that's, that's one word there. It's not like two words, it's one word, but it's to, like to understand. Like in the actual Greek, I'm sorry. In the actual Greek, it's just one word, but it's being translated there as two words. But to help you kind of wrap your mind around it, it's, it's, like, it's like really understanding what it is that you're, who it is that you're approaching in God. And, and I think it's, it's what you are approaching in raising a family, you know, in, in fear of what this could mean, of what that flood could mean for his family, in fear of who God is. He constructed this ark for the saving of his household. And so this is, the, this is it. Like, I, I, if, if there, there's lots of other things in life that I might be okay at, and I'm fine. There's other things that, that I might not do so well at, and that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. And people may say, well, that makes you a failure. I don't think that makes me a failure. If I can be a great dad, that's it. That's, that's, that's my goal. I want to be a great dad. I, I'm not there yet, but that's what I want to do. I want to, and I, I hope that, that echoes with you today. Is There's a lot of other things that I can miss and not, not land. But man, I want to be a great father to my kids. That's what I want more than anything. Um, and so if there's a line, I, I want to be 
I want to be over here and too cautious rather than not cautious nearly enough. Um, and, you know, Noah, it says that when he went into the ark, it was 600 years old. And I just got to think about this. Like, you know, I, I turned 40 this year. And I, I'm achier than I've ever been. I'm slower than I've ever been. My beard's getting gray in it all over the place. I'm always tired. I, I could take a nap. I, I hate naps. And I can take a nap. I can just be somewhere. And all of a sudden, oh, oh, what, what happened? Now, I don't know what time it is, what day it is or anything. I'm just, just getting old. And I can't imagine what it's like being 600. Or I guess It was earlier than that when God said, you know, Noah, build a boat. But being 600, I'd be like, you know what, God, I'm good. Oh, just take me. You know, I'm tired. Um, but, but, if my kids are involved, I'm picking up, where, where, where's, the, where's the saw? Where's the hammer? Let's go. You know, let's do this. Um, because, because it's so important that we do this. Because, it, because it's about something that outlasts us. It's about something that's going to outlast you or me. And making sure this next generation um, has that. And look, it wasn't just about the family either. It wasn't just about the family because, I mean, say, oh, well, it's eight people is all that survived, right? Well, look at here. You were you you are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You're to take every kind of food. God is saying, you know what? We're not just saving your family. We're saving all of creation, but God used a great father to save all of creation, right? He, he used one great father, and so that's what he can do. If, if Noah's just saving his family, he needs a much smaller ark. He just needs a little rowboat, you know? He, but because there was something bigger that God was doing in his life, he built a bigger boat. He built, a, he built an ark. So let me ask you this. What size ark have you built? What size ark have you built in your life? What size, there's a better way to say this, what size life have you built? What's the life that you've built? And maybe what's the life that you're building? What, what, look at it. What, what, kind of, what size life are you building? Where, where, what is it? Because I believe to reach, to reach your kids, you're going to have to reach more than just your kids. When they see you being the, the man of God you, you need to be, and you, it, you, you're modeling that, you're going to reach more than just your house. You're going to reach more than just them. You need to model that for them. And Genesis chapter 6 says that Noah did this. He did everything just as God commanded him. And so that's what we've got to do, is do everything that God's commanded us to do. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.